Where do I bring this up here? Is it up here? It's the one on the... There you go. <laughs> 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 oh, you would have been proud of me, Look at the wedding at the weekend. The, the microphone, whoever set up the microphone stand did an awful job. Oh, yeah. So one of the wee girls, one of the wee bridesmaids, flower girls was up doing a reading and the mic just, what collapsed. Oh, <gasps> drooped. Who's sitting in the front row? Our straight boy, up. Yeah, <laughs> you would have been expected to as well, I think. But there's the music man, <laughs> yeah. surely. He knows. He did a Ray McAndrew on it. Yes. <laughs> Ray McAndrew has to fix stuff. He'd be up before she started talking. He'd be like, wish now, just a second now, I'll just fix this mic for you. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Uh-huh. And can we just point a few of them? Speakers another way. They want to turn that LED off, Chase Jaxie. That's awful distracting. <laughs> so I was at a wedding at the weekend, lads. A really good friend got married in Wicklow and he kindly asked me to be his best man. So I had to MC the evening's proceedings, including introducing the bride and groom into the function room before dinner. And I thought to myself, what would today's guest do? Because he is full of energy and positivity. One of the first times I met him was backstage in the Hawkswell when he was 16 or 17. He was getting ready to go on stage in Calera Dramatic Society's show Peter Pan. And when I asked him how he was, he answered, Kieran, I'm unreal. <laughs> and, and lads, an answer like that has an, has an effect. It actually makes you feel better when you, when you hear that from somebody. And, and so the other night, as I had the microphone in my hand, uh, I knew the part of my job was to create energy and positivity in that room for the bride and groom. Sure. The hype man. Yes. And so I channeled my inner Michal Carney. Lovely. Yeah. That's right, folks. Back in season 1.5, Luke, Rory and I interviewed each other. And so we thought six episodes into the new season that it was about time we found out a little bit more about the man on the streets asking the tough questions each week. What do you reckon, lads? Are you looking forward to this chat? I can't wait. Yeah, let's let's get the dirt out there. You know? Yeah. Yeah. What do you reckon you're going to hear? What do you want to hear from Hall today, Luke? I just want to hear all the scandal. Yeah, oh. he has a savagely checkered past and yeah. I just want to hear all about yeah. it. All about the, the middle class streets upbringing and, uh, <laughs> and I want to hear all about that. A very, very rough life. Like, Yeah, okay, okay. Right, well, let's uh, before we get into that chat, of course, Hall has been out on said streets once again this week. Let's see how he got on. Talking to your average Joes A random question he will pose What he'll ask one never knows What's your favourite movie? Savoury or fruity? Do you like sushi? It's me, Hall on the Well, lads, what's the crack? Street What's your biggest fear? Failure Heights Clowns Spiders Uh, the future Fail in the year of college Birds Water Um, dying Uh, ghosts but you have arachnophobia, so spiders. Loneliness. I don't like fish. <laughs> Speaking in public. It's me, Hall on the Street. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I Someone don't like fish. loneliness in there. <laughs> yeah. that, was, that was very real. Oh, all that was fun. very dark. Yes, and then Christ. kind of relatively quickly followed up with. I don't like fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think it was a fear of fish. I think she just doesn't like the taste. But she had nothing else in the pocket. There you go. That's hilarious. Yeah, so that was a very mixed bag this week. We all... I like it. Okay, Rory, what is your biggest fear? Um, Like, I mean, realistically, it's the never-ending, unstopping, moving forward of time that we can't control. But in a more normal sense... <laughs> <laughs> it's heights. I'm I'm petrified of heights. I actually 
uh, I try re- fairly regularly to to get over that fear. So I try and put myself in situations where I'm up high. And uh, it just reminded me there in my head when I was listening to that. Myself and my girlfriend Elaine, we were in Cyprus and all around where we were staying were these parachutes. I don't know what you call it, paragliding or something. Yeah, where you're behind a boat and you're up in the sky. Oh, yeah. Great yeah. crack. Oh, Jesus Christ. And so, then they, they, they slowly dip you down uh, into the water and then they put you back up again. Yeah, that kind of, well, they didn't get a chance at me. <laughs> so I says to Elaine, come on, now we'll go and give this a go. And I was like, the I was the spearhead of this. Come on, we're going to go and give it a go. And so we went and got onto the back of the boat and your man says, you know, this is not an extreme sport. This is uh, so you can enjoy the views. You can see the beauty of Cyprus and the sun is setting. So it will be romantic for you too. I says, brilliant. Uh, Are you going to mention about the accent? Hold on now. (laughs) He's after doing an accent and not one person said anything. It was pretty good in fairness. I don't know what type of accent. He wasn't from Cyprus. He was just a tanned buck that was working in Cyprus undisclosed kind of an <laughs> accent like nice. anyway <laughs> oh, Jesus. nice way out nice so way. we're on the back of this boat he launches us off and then all of a sudden I realise that I am actually petrified of this but I have my girlfriend beside me and I'm trying to macho it up a little bit but the macho lasted for all of about 35 seconds <laughs> until we got to full height and all I'm thinking like my like my head went into full like meltdown mode if we hit the water we're going to get tangled up in this parachute it's drowned city if we go over the land I was screaming down at your man, wind us in! Wind us in! <laughs> the two boys down the bottom on the boat, dying, laughing. Splitting their hoops, laughing at you. And I'm just like, wind us in to feck! I don't like this at all! And he's like, will you, will you calm down? <laughs> so my macho moment turned into like being consoled by my girlfriend about 30 foot in the sky, but that was it, yeah. That was my biggest fear is heights. Not bad. Luke. <laughs> I, <laughs> I love the image of you up on the chest. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty much it like so I was all macho walking along the promenade and like sh- and then I was shaky kneed walking back along at a defeated man nope, nope. put me down nope <laughs> put me down I don't like nope. it <laughs> um, god I, I don't think I have I don't have like a, a fear as such like oh spiders or but the thing that puts the fear in me the most the thing that the, by far and on a way makes me more nervous than anything else is dancing on a stage Oh, yeah. You're yeah. really good at that, though. Yeah. No. You're really good. I've seen you a few times, Luke. I've seen you a good few times, too. No, no, no. Uh, I I never feel more uncomfortable or more scrutinised or more exposed than when I am dancing on a stage. No way. Yeah. Why? Do you feel like you have no rhythm or what is no, it? No, I, I, I have. I, I know I have rhythm. And I know that I, like... In my head, I know exactly what, I, but I just uh, seem to have trouble translating like the routine from my head to my feet, <laughs> to my toes, <laughs> to my toes. <laughs> uh, uh, and I just like I dread it if I have um, movement is fine, but if it, it's like if if it's actual kind of technique based kickball d- change d- kind d- of job, all that, all that j- 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 stuff. Uh, mm. uh, yeah, I'd be you know ticking through the show and I, and it's just coming and it's, I'm so conscious that it's coming and I hate it coming and it's just like oh, I feel a Rory recommends coming <laughs> on Luke does interpretive dance for a for an intimate group of 50 people <laughs> I can actually think of I th- there's nothing I think that you could possibly put me through that I would hate more than that brilliant <laughs> let's make it happen shite Karen, what's your biggest fear 
Bananas. I joke me. I hate bananas, lads. <laughs> I, I I curl up inside and I, I I cringe at the thought of them. And I like remember <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true. My brother, the best trick he ever played me. I asked. We were teenagers, and I said, "Come on, make me make me a sandwich there, would you?" And you know, we were hungry. <laughs> And he snuck a banana into my ham sandwich. Oh, stop. No. And I took a bite of it before I realised. No. Oh, man. Oh. I, and I, 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 did, I, I can remember. <laughs> I can remember the last time I ate one. Well, I could, I've eaten two bananas since I was two years old. I can remember being two years old in my grandmother's sitting room. And uh, this plate, this bowl of mushed banana was served to me. And as it is to lots of children. And I remember the feeling of just... I'm not eating this. And for some reason... <laughs> you I, actually looked like you were going to be sick. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. <laughs> He's going to be pale, lads. He's going to just check up on him. Like, like, we're talking a genuine hatred when for I was When I was 21 and in college, my mother offered me 25 quid to eat a banana. She says, for the crack, come on, 25 quid. Imagine, imagine the night out you can have on that if you eat a banana. So I ate one at the age of 21 in front of my whole family and... They were all loving it, but I actually hated every moment of it. Did you get through it? I got through it, yeah. Okay, yeah. Luke has got one in his hand now. So, now, what I've just picked up here while Luke was telling that little story. A, where did he get a banana from? <laughs> so, what this is, is... Oh. It's a shaker. Now, does even seeing that put the shits up yet, or does it have to be an actual banana? I don't, I don't mind looking at them. I don't mind the outside of them. It's the mushiness of the inside. Okay. That's what does it for me. Now, in fairness, I don't enjoy a banana. I'll eat it, like, but I would never, like, go and seek out a banana to eat myself. And banana-flavoured anything, I'm like, the banana-flavoured ice cream would be the very last flavour of ice cream I pick. Mm. Yeah, what mm. about banana-flavoured ice cream, Gary? I can eat it. it does, no, it's the mushiness, you see. It's not, it's not, the not so much the, the taste. It's more the, it's more the texture. Mm. Yeah. Right. It's mad. That's... Uh, that's I, 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 to figure out more Rory recommends. I just need to ask people their fears because I mean, <laughs> there's got to be some bananas involved in it. So there you go. If you're going to a Kieran Quinn gig and uh, you're not enjoying it, and you're <laughs> feeling like you want to throw something at him, uh, you know, mush up a plate of banana, mush up and out, mush up and out plate of banana, and bring a wee spoon and just just flick it at him. Poor old Kieran. Oh my god. Uh, this podcast is just going from strength to strength. Lads. I know. <laughs> the content quality content as strong as it gets well I tell you it's only going to get stronger now lads because it is time for our chat with this week's guest Michal Carney Michal Carney you are welcome to In The Lamplight thank you Kieran. very nervous now you've put me on the spot this week indeed well look we all went through it we all remember what it was like um, so it's your turn buddy First question, what is your biggest fear? Oh, you've put me on the spot now. Mm. I hate heights. I actually, I detest heights. Any of those fun fairs, all that. But like when I did the thing the last day. The cliff jumping. The cliff jumping. Face my fear. Fine. What else do I hate? Uh, Loneliness doesn't bother me, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Loneliness has never bothered me. You've just done two weeks in a room, so... (laughs) It has never bothered me. My mother would say, oh, like, Michal can't do, he can't sit in his own, like, he'd have to be around people. But honest God, I love being on my own sometimes. Sometimes I just need that kind of, I don't know, just that, what that else me did, time. What else, go on, yeah. I don't know what else is my What else favorite. did we have on the, on the, on the Vox Pop? We had, like, spiders, um, dying, Rory's, Rory's the, the onward march of time. 
Yeah, yeah, dying doesn't bother me, to be honest, yeah. at all. It's never come into my mind. Like, when it happens, it happens. Happy days. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? No, no, generally not happy days. <laughs> generally sad, quite no, a sad well, days. What I mean is, like, like, hopefully I'll live a long life and that by the end of it, you know, like, it has to happen at some stage, so it doesn't bother me. What were you like growing up, Michal? Um, uh, What was I like growing up? I was... Confident, very confident all the way through primary school. Very confident. That was because I did a lot of speech and drama. I did dance and I did a lot of stage stuff. So I was quite confident. And and why did that give you confidence, do you think? Just because you were good at it? Uh, no, I would, no, <laughs> definitely not. I would say that it was just the case that like, when you're going up on the stage and saying a poem in front of a hundred people or whatever, it's a lot better than, it's a lot better than when, like there were people in my class who'd be very shy getting up to say something in front of the class, but I'd have no problem ever. That kind of, it did dwindle out a little bit when I went into secondary school and for the first three years, no confidence, very little. Like I was quite quiet in secondary school unless it was around my, my close friend group. But um, yeah, as a young fella, I was, I was fun as well. And I was into a lot of things. So I was into drama, I was into dance, I was into Sports. I did a lot of sport as a young fella. Um, so you, would, still a young fella. you wouldn't mind being on a stage dancing. Oh, I wouldn't mind it at all. You wouldn't mind it at all. Put me on. In right fact, now. we have footage of you and Luke dancing together on a stage. Do we? We do. do we? We do. I don't know if we can. Do. We see it. Uh, yeah, we can put it in in the email this week. And it sounds and great. What show was that? You'll figure it out now when you see the email, Michal. Um, yeah. God. But you were obviously feeling brilliant about this, and Luke was inside. He was cringing. Oh, I can't wait to see Luke's face now when we look at this video. This is gonna be I think I know what video you're talking about. And no, that particular instance of dancing didn't bother me. Because that's, I, don't have, I hadn't got a routine learned. That was fine. Okay, 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 fair enough. So Michal, speech and drama, right? You said this, this gave you confidence and it was a good thing for you growing up. I have it on record that your first poem was My New Bicycle. Ah, very good, Emer Carney. Was she on to you? Was she? <laughs> yeah, I, I could still nearly rhyme well, it that's off. That's what I, I reckon, I heard you probably could still rhyme this off. Yeah. Have you got, have you got a verse even for us, Michal? Um, My New Bicycle by George someone, is it? By Georgie Adams, that's right. Georgie yeah. Adams, yeah. I still remember going up in front of so many people. I was probably about four or five. Oh, I love that poem so much. Yeah. Uh, My New Bicycle by Georgie Adams. Are you right? Yes. Let's do it. I don't even know if there's any alliteration or anything in this poem. I think it's, My New Bicycle. Um, I got a new bike for my birthday. The <laughs> best one in the shop. It's got wheels to make me go faster and brakes to make me stop. Then it gets a bit misty then towards the end. <laughs> It's something like, so everyone cheer away. I'm racing around on my bicycle around the park today. Something like that. But I can't remember. Ah, what a poem. What a poem. That's a great what first a verse. Poem. That's a great first verse. Yeah. Uh, it was bait into me. It right. was bait into me. So it's still sick. And did you have movements and everything? No. No. We were always told, and Luke will know this as well. Hands down by the side. Every time, look straight ahead of you. Right. Yeah. And in fairness, that worked a lot because then you weren't thinking about who was down here. You were just worried about the performance. The performance of a poem, I don't know, with the recital. That's probably a better word. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. And when you say you were into dance, what type of dance were you, were you into? Was that in musicals or separate dance classes or Irish dancing? Or Yeah, actually, I started off in Irish dance and I was about five or whatever. And I remember being, uh, where was, you know, at the back, of the, the back of the cathedral, you know, next door to that, I think it's like the Presbyterian Hall or something. Mm -hmm. I remember being there and I remember I was the only boy in the class. And uh, what was my teacher's name? 
I can't remember her name. Could have been Anne. But she brought me. I couldn't. Also could have been Mary. By the <laughs> yeah, same it, could have it could have been. But I remember all the girls were getting this step. It was just the one, two, three, two, two, three, three, two, three. But I couldn't get it. And I remember she took my hand and she brought me all the way around the hall. And I just got so embarrassed because it was all the girls looking at me like, I don't, uh, no. Right. No. But, uh, yeah, but you got so, better at it, did you? Uh, yeah, in fairness, I did okay for yeah. a lad like it yeah. because there was no other lads in my class. So, uh, no, I was pretty bad actually. <laughs> I definitely was pretty bad. But after that, then I went into I went to cha- to, to Chapel Lane and I did I did jazz. I did tap over the years. So I love tap. I will I'll defend tap until the day I die. Yeah, because every time we went out on that stage, I just enjoyed it so much. I mightn't have been very good, but I just enjoyed it. I you don't know. And your sister Emer did a tap dance on a teenage team night once, didn't he? We did. Yeah. Singing in the rain. That's just come back to me. Singing in the rain. Aoife Gawley was singing it that day. Aoife Gawley, yeah. And the two of us went up and did a tap dance. Yeah. Great crack. Like, it's a series. It's it's very skillful. Yeah. I probably didn't have the skills, but I enjoyed it so much. So. You had a big smile on your face going out. I did. Um, did it ever bother you, Michal, being the only lad in the class doing this? Um, to be honest, No. I don't know why. I don't know why because I know there was, eventually there was a boy, he joined me after a few years. He was in my class in school and he joined up to the Irish dancing when we were about nine or ten. And I suppose that nearly gave me a bit of confidence that it wasn't the weirdest thing in the world. But I suppose, like, yeah, I did get a good bit of guff about it. Like, a lot of guff. And drama as well. There was a lot that was maybe not normal for a boy to do because a lot of the boys are playing football, a lot of the boys are playing hurling, Gaelic, rugby. Mm. And I was too, but my my primary love really was drama, dance, all that. It's okay. always been performance. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've always loved it. Um, You spoke about football, Michal. I hear you were a, you, you were a fairly brittle uh, footballer. Uh. You, you, you broke your fair <laughs> share of bones, is that oh. correct? Oh my God. Really? I was never at A&E. Myself and my mother. My mother used to spend five hours every week, I would say, in A&E with me. <laughs> oh, I was bad at one stage. Yeah. Even towards, I think it was third year. Oh, I told an awful story at the time. I told a story that I just, I slapped my hands on my knee by accident and I broke my thing. I fell over <laughs> myself, but nobody else saw. So I was like, okay, I'm making up a completely different story here. <laughs> So what, you broke your own hand? Yeah. And told everyone else that... That I broke, I, I told everyone else that I broke it by just slapping my hands on my knees, like, but like, I just fell over myself and I was embarrassed about it. So I let everyone know that I just, but oh, that, I broke my wrist. I broke my wrist two or three times, broke my knee. Oh, you broke I cracked my head. Yeah, or whatever it is here, I broke years ago. I'm pointing at like the corner of my knee nearly. Oh, that horrible the, spot where you get a knock and it, and it just... Yeah, and then, yeah, when I was two as well, I found I fell off my cousin's shoulders and I split my head open. Oh, very Don't good. remember it though. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I've had my fair share. And can I ask you a question just based off that? If you were embarrassed about how you broke mm. your hand mm. and you were going to come up with, you know, a cover story. What on earth made you think that the best uh, option to go for there was, I slapped my knees a bit too hard, lads. No, yeah. it was anything but falling over myself. It was <laughs> Just anything. anything but. I was I was mortified. And I think one person actually, Maeve Hayes, I think she saw it. I think she was, but she kept <laughs> quiet. Maeve Hayes. <laughs> she kept quiet. She kept quiet. So right. I was thankful for that, yeah. 
yeah, I'm just, I'm brittle. I still am brittle. I think my heart has got brittle now rather than, <laughs> rather than my bones. <laughs> Very good, Michal. So, um, right, you said a teenager then, it was a different story for a while. You know, I think that's probably, you're not the only one by by, by any means who mm-hmm. who's, you know, quiet years in your teenage years. I first met you, I'd say, around that time, Michal, you were 15, 16, and you were in the pantomime. Yeah. Peter Pan. Yeah, it was the one beforehand. It was Jack and the Beanstalk. Jack and the Beanstalk was the first one you were in. Yeah. And were you were you the only fella in that chorus dancing? No. No. So I walked in on the first day and that was about the time where, like, it was probably the end of the shy Michal where, like, even when I walked into that room, I still re- remember walking in and there was about 20 girls and there was Luke Banks as well. And I was like, thank God there's Luke. Thank God there's Luke. You were there as well. But like, you know, like, I wasn't in the, the cast, show. Yeah. yeah. It's also the motto of this show. Thank God there's Luke. <laughs> Thank God there's Luke. <laughs> um, and yeah, it was, I was glad to have Luke. I was really glad to have Luke. There was another couple of like principal roles, but yeah, that was, that was probably the turning point of Shy Michal walking into that room because everyone was just so friendly and welcoming, you know? But before that... Very, very shy. Pantomime completely changed. I've, I've got Claire to thank for that big time. Really? Big what, what time. What was it about it? Um, it was, I don't know. I don't know. I, I was probably falling out of love with football at that stage. And I might have been a bit lost or something after my junior cert. And I was just kind of like, where do I go from here? Like, what am I actually into? What do I enjoy? Because a lot of the time I was doing football and I loved football, but I just needed that. I needed that break going to the panto. So I don't know what it was that gave me a bit of confidence that time. I don't know, was it, was it you? Was it Bobby? Was it the people around me? I don't know what it was. It's weird. But it made a difference. Definitely did. Right, okay. Um, what, okay, you, you're saying here now, you, you, you know, you, you, you were trying to figure out what you were into. What did you want to be? Like, did you, were you one of these fellas who knew what you wanted to be when you grew up or you had loads of different ideas and it kept changing or... How was the crack that way? Always, always wanted to be an actor. Always. That was number one. And that changed though. That did change when I was in school. To be honest, it changed because I loved doing it on the side. And I was like, I, I don't know, was it self-doubt or was it just, I need to do a proper degree. Not a proper degree, sorry. That's an awful way of putting it. But I need to do like well, a... Well, you said it. Actors aren't real degrees. <laughs> yeah, yeah there we go. But I mean, yeah. like, yeah. I had yeah. to do like... An all-round degree where after I did that degree, I can go off and do acting if I wanted to. Hmm. What are you going to say, Luke? No, no, I've said nothing. Yeah, sorry. I don't mean a proper degree because acting... Oh, I've <laughs> Luke, made, Luke made a significant movement towards the microphone there. Yeah. I, I can see why you thought he might say something to me. Huh? No, no. I, I don't... No. <laughs> yeah, no. So, like, I don't mean, I don't mean a proper degree. <laughs> Oh, moving on. Anyway, I wanted to go and do one that I knew was going to have so more what, security. What, what proper degree did you do, Michal? Uh, marketing and minute, yeah. Right. Was it proper? Uh, no. So I went into first year and I did Irish, English and marketing. And uh, I, pro- I don't know, should I stuck at the Irish? I was rubbish at the Irish, but I did like it. I liked it a lot. And then in second year, I went into marketing because... Don't really know why. I don't know why. Because it was proper. It. It's proper. Yeah. Mm. Is that why? Seriously, <laughs> marketing is a proper degree. Yes. In inverted commas. Yes. Oh, here can we just rewind? Can we, <laughs> can we go back? Can we go back? No. No, on like, a serious note. Well, like it was just. It I, is a bit proper. 
I think there was no shame in saying that. <laughs> Why are you in fairness, it was. It was a good degree, but do I regret doing it? No. Would I do it again? Probably not. Yeah. Probably not, because I found what I actually want to do now. And, so and what is that, Mial? Want to be a radio presenter, Kieran? Right. Please, God. Right. Please, God. Okay. Yeah, it'll happen with a bit of work. So you went back to college and did another another course with Today FM, was it? Was that what yeah. happened next? Yeah, the School of Radio. Um, that was this time last year, October last year. Um, yeah, brilliant course. Brilliant contacts in it. There was only 20 of us in the class. And at the end of it, we got to do a live show in Brezzy's studio in... Uh, just Camden. Camden Street, yeah, yeah. Um, brilliant, brilliant. What an experience. And so many of our lecturers were all from different areas of the radio industry. So, yeah, it was, oh, it was class. Really, okay. really good. And, was, and was it a proper course? <laughs> <laughs> proper, proper, proper course. Proper course. Moving on. And, and, and when did you realise that that was what you wanted to do? Uh, when I was in my final year of college. Yeah. Don't know. I don't know what it was. Something clicked one day and I don't, I was never a part of the society in college either, the radio society. Like they had a station, Mars FM, and I never took an interest in it. I was always so busy with doing musicals up in college. So that was never in my mind. And then I think it was, I saw the Today FM School of Radio advertise and I was like, that is a bit of me now. I love that. I love the whole, I've always loved radio, but I've never, I'd never think I was a good radio presenter. But yeah, I'm. I'm hopeful now to become a presenter in the coming years. Like, I can't wait. I can't okay, wait. so you're, you're actually working with iRadio at the moment. I am. So what sort of work do you do there? Not presenting yet, I'm guessing. No. Right. I'm hopefully going to train in to be a presenter eventually. I'm on the promotions team, the iTeam at the minute. So we go around doing outside broadcasts a lot um, all around Ireland. We were in, where were we in? Oh, we were in Sligo actually last week, but then we were in at Lone another week. We we're in Letterkenny this Thursday. So it's all over the shop. It's great crack. I love it. Great. Um, and so it was because of that, really, Michal, I think that, that I thought of you for this podcast, you know, when I heard you were in radio and I knew your, I knew your character just before we get into the podcast, just, just your, this sort of character, positivity, energy that you have, that everyone knows you for, I'd say, where did that come from? Is that something you are aware of? Um, is it something that you deliberately try to be, or is it just come out naturally out of you? I don't see, I don't see it as much as everyone kind of would tell me. Like, I wouldn't see myself as being very, very positive. I like to think myself as being positive, but not overly. But like, my mum and dad have always told me, they've always said to surround yourself with positive people. So I always do and try and do that. Like, even in college, like, I really did. And all my friends from school as well, they are all positive. I don't know. I think it's more energy than it is positivity, to be honest. But like, it's, but it's the same. It's definitely positive energy. Yeah. 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 It, but like, it's, it's the same as anyone. Like when I go home at night, I'm juiced and like, I'm, I'm a quiet out fella. Like, I'm, you know, like I'm, yeah. it's not that I'm different, but yeah, I'm not always positive. Like there's definitely, there's definitely bad days as well. So. It's yeah. like an upbeat thing though, isn't it? It's like, a, you've got a really upbeat vibe. Even what you were saying earlier about the, saying to him at the panto or whatever it was, you know, how are you, Michal? I'm unreal. Like most Irish people in that situation are just going to go, ah, oh, not too bad, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not too bad. Like, what does that mean? Not too good, not too bad. Like, yeah. I'm unreal. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that is. I don't know, is it from when I was a young fella? I don't know when it's, when it's been, but yeah. I like to think of myself as positive. I think it's a good thing to have. For sure. It is. Now, I remember when you came into the very first Fox Pops you did for this show, 
was in the, after the Sligo live gig in October, you came into the sort of dressing room tent where everyone was having a drink afterwards. And, you know, you did a few interviews with, with some of the people who were on the stage and, you know, they all were here. Michal, it's great to see you. I'm, of course I'm going to chat to you because they love the mood you put them in. Oh, same with them. Like, yeah. there was, Sinead Conway was there. Jamie Callaghan I met for the first time. We had yeah. great chats. Yeah. Uh, who else? There? Owen Troy. Owen Troy would put anyone in a good mood, you know. So, yeah. Sinead won too. And Jamie won too. I'm, <laughs> I'm not digging any holes here, but... Yeah, no. I love it. Yeah. I love I love chatting to people as well. Yeah, yeah. That's a big thing. I have big interest in people, so... Well, long may it last, Michal. So, come here. Um... What is it like going out on the streets, seriously, or or to wherever you go to get these vox pops? What what like I I could imagine I couldn't imagine doing that myself, and I'm sure you're the only man in this room now who who is cut out for that job. So what? How do you find it? Um. So when I do it with my work at iRadio as well, so when we're out doing outside broadcasts, we go out and we have a little Zoom recorder as well. That is easier for sure because you have someone beside you, and it's a lot easier to kind of. I know, break someone down. You've when also got the iRadio brand as well. That's like, another that's big, big thing. thing. That yeah. is another big thing. But when I go out in the streets of Sligo, like a lot of people would be like, what is this? Like, is this fellow trying to wind me up here? Like, what <laughs> is he looking for off me? Like, I don't know. It, it is difficult, but I love it. I really do. I love chatting to people. I went down to the IT today in Sligo um, and students are a lot easier to break down. A lot easier. I suppose like if I was out on O'Connell Street, People are in a rush. People are going to work, whereas students are just looking for something nearly a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're looking for something to do. So yeah, Anything to do except go to my lectures. Yes. Anything, anything, yeah. The other big job um, you do on the show, Hall, is you find guests. Mm. So you've had, uh, you've had, you've got some great guests for us. In fairness, oh, I don't know, I don't know. I agreed to this at the start. Now I feel a bit like, oh, here, Kieran's after taking the robes on this. Like, <laughs> I haven't actually. I've got one so far. I've got two so far, but I need to, I need to knuckle down a bit more for you. Well, well, what? Okay, right. If you're going to knuckle down, what will you do? As in, my, my, my. The reason I asked this question was. Like you seem quite fearless about this, and you don't mind just putting your neck out and asking whoever, even if you don't know them. But well, we on the said show that or... at the very start. We said that like, why not dream big? Sure. And then fall down to whatever. Like, so it's <laughs> not gonna be like. But I mean, like, why not go for? Why not go for? Bono. Like Bono. Why not? And if we don't get Bono, we can get. I don't know. Give me a name. The edge. The edge. The edge. Oh, we're definitely not getting them on anymore. Nah. We did that in previous seasons as well, Michal, where we just pretty much signed people off the list of people we can ask. Who's yeah. off now? Lewis Capaldi. We can't ever have Lewis Capaldi what? picture this or anyone that sings in that kind of an accent because we ripped them to shreds oh, when we had Sinead Conway. Sinead Conway was on the show and we just tore them apart. So, yeah. I was really looking forward to interviewing Lewis. Should get Lewis, I would say. He definitely wouldn't mind us taking the piss out of him. He'd love it. He'd absolutely Good love crack. it. Michal, great to chat to you. It's great to have you on the show. Thank you for sharing your story today. What is your choice of song for us? Um, I love the Cranberries. I've always loved the Cranberries. My dad was a big fan of the Cranberries. Um, so I'd love you. I'd love the in-house band of In The Lamplight <laughs> to do Dreams. Do you want the in-house band? How many of them do you want? Do you want the in, in the Lamplight Symphony Orchestra? Or, you know, 
how many how many people would be I like involved. the sound of the in-house symphony orchestra. Yeah, actually. yeah, we had the, we, yeah, we had the in-house symphony orchestra last week. So. Yeah, oh, true. Yeah, I yeah. don't care who does it. We tremendous resources in our uh, music <laughs> department here at the in-house band. So. Oh yeah. yeah, it's where most of our budget goes. To be yeah. fair. <laughs> well, here is the in the lamplight house band stroke symphony orchestra stroke choir stroke uh, brass section with dreams. Oh my life is changing every day in every possible way And all my dreams are never quite as it seems never quite as it seems. I know I felt like this before, but now I feel it even more because it came from you. And then I open up and see the person falling here is me, a different way to be.
That was Dreams uh, by the In The Lamplight house band. And wasn't it only gorgeous? Oh, dear. <laughs> so good. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mr. Maitland, what do you recommend this week? Uh, roll the music. If your life is feeling grey, like a dull and cloudy day, we can chase your blues away. Roll and recommend you something to defend you. From the boredom that offends you. Also fix your hairdo. It's Rory Recommends. All right, lads. <laughs> this week's recommendation is a bit of a... It's a strange one. It's a different one because I have a recommendation to do first and then I have a slightly new experience for you to try. Um, I don't know if it's going to work on podcast, but let's find out. Okay, so this week's recommendation, if anyone follows me on Instagram, you'll have seen in the last couple of months... I don't. I- do you think? Huh? I don't, know. Instagram. What's Inst- that? Instagram. I deleted them. Instagram, is it what you said? Or? You wouldn't be the only one to delete me. I've insufferable stories. And one of them insufferable stories is I've, I've recently, in the last couple of months, taken up night hiking. Right, lads, night hiking. The thing about it is that... Okay, I can't, we can't recommend this, I suppose, without a, a little, like, preface. If you don't already hike, maybe don't start with night hiking. Mm. But if you do a little bit of walking already, a little bit of hiking, I can strongly recommend going out at night because everything, okay, it's a little bit spooky. It's a little bit kind of like the feeling is totally different. But because you can't see as much, you can only see as far as your head torch or handheld torch will allow you to see. Everything else kind of, all of your other senses kind of heighten a little bit. Mm. So you're so aware of the sounds around you. You're so aware of the feeling of the wind on your face. You're so aware of of how it feels underfoot. So it's like a totally new experience for walking and hiking if you do it at night. Now, obviously, do it safely. I'm not trying to recommend that people go and climb the steep face of Ben Bulbin with no head torch in the pitch dark and the pitch and rain. Not that, but... No, that was the first thing I was going to try. So, okay, we'll start with that. Okay. But, Jiz, if you've climbed up the Queen Maeve Trail of Knocknaray a few times before and you'd like to try it at night, definitely do. So that's my recommendation. Now, that's all leading to this particular story. I did go for one of my many night hikes recently, and them same followers of my Instagram will have seen that I got lost. I got very, very lost. Oh. So there's three ways up Knocknaray, lads. This is getting lost on Knocknaray. It's pretty embarrassing. Like, <laughs> there's three ways up, and I won't blame anyone in particular. But one of the group that I was with swore he knew the third way up, right? So I, I, we know the old way, which we all would have went as kids. We know the new Queen Maze Trail, but there's another way up as well, and he swore he knew. Long story short, he did not know how to get up this mountain, and after about three hours of searching for this trail. I found a clearing in the trees and realised I couldn't neither see the mountain nor any trail that we were supposed to find our way back on. So, <laughs> we're lost. You know you're very lost when you're supposed to be climbing a mountain yes. and you can't see it. I can't, but like, I couldn't believe how that happened because it seems so... like we, we couldn't find the trail and literally the words out of said man who got us lost's mouth was, sure, we'll just head up through the trail. We've got to head up. Like. Yeah. yeah. But it doesn't work like it that. It's not like as black that. and white. We hit heavy brush. We had to turn around. We did a couple of circles. And all of a sudden, we're walking in the totally wrong direction. Couldn't find my way. So I says, right, we better sit down, have a cup of tea, and try and figure out where the frig we are. <laughs> right? So we has says cup of tea and finish it off. And then we're still walking to try and find the car. Lads, another two hours passes. And I'm thinking, okay, seriously now, 
I work in the morning. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to like, and I'm seriously thinking that we might be out all night here because it's so dark. The head torches aren't seen very far because of the brush in front. I couldn't really make out any lights because, you know, usually from Knocknarea you can see Sligo Town or you can see Ballasadair and you can roughly figure out what direction you're facing. Had you not a bit of Google Maps between you, Google Maps? Look, look, don't talk to me about Google Maps. <laughs> if I have to call them myself, I will. It's the, the inaccuracy of Google Maps. Google Maps put me in the middle of a field. I was no more in the middle of a field, lads. I was stuck deep in the middle of a forest and it was just not working. So Google Maps was out. We didn't have a normal <laughs> compass. Everything was going pear-shaped. But there's a positive to this story, lads. I had Give it Rory I Let's had, hear it For me all For me all <laughs> I had In in my pocket I had a new brand of sweet That I never tried before Right Not the, what I was expecting all right. <laughs> No But this I, I, I can't recommend this highly enough Have sweets with you lads When you're walking Because the, 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 the motivation <laughs> it gave me Once I tried it So I was so stuck in the It's raining It's damp It's just rank and I found these sweets. I went, oh, these classes. A handful of these sweets. Popped in the mouth. Absolutely lovely. But there's, I think the thing that happened was they're so sour that it took my mind for a split second off the fact that I was lost in the woods. And more about how sour the sweets were in my mouth. And I'm not joking, lads. About five minutes later, I found the car. Is this like, uh, is <laughs> this like one of those... They're uh, magic sweets. They're magic sweets. <laughs> you know, this, the, the, it was the Snickers ads. It's like Rowan Atkinson running across the rooftops like a samurai kind oh, of thing. Yeah. And he uh, and he's like, he eats the Snickers and then he like he turns into Jackie Chan or something. Yeah. It's like, Snickers, you're not you when you're hungry. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's like that. Pretty much. I took a suck of an old sweet, a sucky sweet. And, uh, Lads, and you were yourself. So Rory's magic beans, right? These, <laughs> <laughs> these sweets, right? They're called they're called Mike and Ike's, right? I had to look oh, them up. Oh, they're after. lovely. No, wish now. I never wish now. <laughs> You're not allowed to try this now, right? So <laughs> Luke's tried them. Shite. These these are American sweets. I never saw them before. I picked them up because they caught my attention. Lads, they saved me life, right? But I, I <laughs> this might be a bit dramatic. Like <laughs> it might just be a touch dramatic. I bought two boxes with me, lads. Would you like two to, boxes would, of sweets? Well, I thought, like, in case we ran out, in case you really liked them, would you like to try Rory's Magic Beans? I'd love to try Rory's <laughs> what Magic flavor? Beans. What <laughs> flavour? One second now, one second. Oh, it's a mixed kind of a sour. This is mad. There's like, Mike flavour and there's Ike flavour. Citrus. Citrus. Uh, I think my mother used to love these. So Could they're, be wrong. They're not, they're not new sweets. Okay, Just la- new to Rory. Yes, they're not new sweets. No, they're just new to me. Have you ever seen them before? No. No, okay. I think they look they like, can come in smaller uh, plastic packets as well. I t- I'm fairly, yeah, I think I have. Okay. Yeah. Rory well, went big, though. Rory went big. He wanted lots of these. Oh, and, you know. and this is what I had in my, this is exactly what I had in my pocket. So I know this is pretty terrible podcast content because I... <laughs> Describe I'm, the box there, Rory. It's a lime green box with some, <laughs> what looks like Nickelodeon font is yes, the only way I yes. can describe That's it. quite a good description. It's yeah. very fun looking. It's very, they're children's sweets I imagine oh yeah so what we're going to do to replicate me being lost on the mountain I took a good big handful lads now there's a good big handful oh. right it's not just one take a night because it, it's a mixture of flavours so a nice big handful pop it in the mouth Luke you're going to have to do a fierce amount of editing because <laughs> this is going to be grim if, if people are just listening to this this is just going to turn into a weird ASMR it's thing sucky sweets it? yes yeah. uh, maybe there... you could do that as its own podcast maybe. just loop it for so here look I'll give you a box over there Kieran. is there banana flavour Rory? Uh, let me see what flavours are here now uh I can't see because they put the Irish sticker over the top of the American thing. Look, there's something in it. <laughs> Take it. 
Uh, now Michal Rory what was your man's name that got you lost you have to tell us like a good shit. he's not coming on the podcast I can't, I can't tell you I can't tell you he should be embarrassed gluten free <laughs> brilliant yeah uh, 10 flavours the the only now this might be off button right uh, but it doesn't say vegan huh which always freaks me out when I'm eating sweets because what part of the animal is in it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a right. Now, Luke, here you go. Do you want some sweets? Yeah, I'd love a few sweets. Did you get a nice handful there now, lads? Right, so before you pop them in the mouth now, so just imagine you're Wait, lot- do you have to put them all in together? Oh, put them all in together. I never liked mixing the flavours of jelly tots when I was a child. Well, you're not like this. Now, the green ones are rank, hey, if you want to take out the green ones. Light, <laughs> light green ones or dark, dark green I, ones are rank. I have three of them no, here. Oh, they're horrible. <laughs> Can uh, I taste one of them before I try the restaurant? I should do, sure. <laughs> it's like soap. They're like soap, like. No. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> It's like fucking fairy liquid sweet. Aye, they're they're not great. The other ones are fantastic though. I had to f- last. I feel like I'm eating like an aerial non bite with a little pod that goes Aye. in the washing machine. Couldn't agree with you more. Very chemically taste. So now, oh. right lads, Luke, can you do some music now in the background of this? But some haunting, like we're lost in the woods, right? Right. So we're lost in the woods, lads. Christ, we could be here for days. Oh, what's this in my pocket? It's Mike and Ike's. Wait, what's that behind you, Rory? It's nothing, Mike. Don't look at it. Just try the Mike and Ike's. Right. And should pop them in the mouth and see how you feel. I'm going to have to stop singing now to put these in my mouth. Is that okay? Yeah, go for it, Jack. Right. Mmm. They're chewy. Now, we'll not lift you out of the deepest of funks up on the mountain. <laughs> Sorry to the listeners here now. Just bear with us for a second. <laughs> Jesus, like, how'd you get rid of that? Oh, maybe I had more of me. I'd hand. be a fast eater. Come mm, on. Mum's always giving out to me for snorting food. She says, did you just inhale that or did you eat it or what? <laughs> Snorting food. Okay. Snorting these magic beans. So, <laughs> they're good, man. They're a strong taster, aren't they? Mm. Very good. Whip you straight out of the funk of being stuck in the mountain. Wow. So yeah. that's, That'd take you straight from not too bad to unreal, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, boy, yeah. They're not that sour. Me, me I well, enjoy a sour sweet. Sour enough. I think they're sour enough, no? I enjoy a sour sweet. Thanks very much. Right, so that's uh, Rory's rec- Rory recommends for this week. It is night hiking. And also, oh get yourself God. lost and Give, take a suck of a sour sweet. I try that, like. Mike and Ike's Mega Mix Sour. There's a little plug. Oh. I don't think they're going to care about our plug Probably on Probably not. But uh, give them a try and try away night hike. That's but, it for this week, lads. I want, you know what I want, and, and you have the expertise to make this happen, but I want this, uh, like a YouTube series um, called Rory Maitland. Uh, it it would be you going on night hikes, mm. but you have to dress up as uh, um, David Hasselhoff, <laughs> and we have to call it Night Hiker. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, that was cheap. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, Michal, thank you for coming in this evening and chatting to us. Uh, thank you for your unreal positivity, Michal. Uh, thanks, Rory and Luke, as always. 
Thank you also to the In The Lamplight house band for uh, that wonderful version of Dreams. Stay tuned for next week, folks. We have an amazing singer coming all the way up from County Clare to join us. Um, that's going to be a great episode. Um, check out Tommy Higgins last week, Keen Egan, Ian Dempsey, Eamon O'Hara, Michael Rooney, all the great episodes from this season. Uh, go back and listen to them if you haven't already. Thank you, lads. Good luck. Bye. Give us another sweet there. <laughs>